We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local, it's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Twelve fifty a.m. The Fan. It's the Bart Winkler Show. Toby Altizer alongside. Tim Shea here in the Lakeland University studios are in co-op credit for work experience at lakeland.edu. This portion of the show is brought to you by Scrub-It-Up. Scrub-It-Up Scrub Club. It's hard to say, but it's easy to use. Wash your car every day if you choose. One low price starting at $13 a month. The Scrub-It-Up Scrub Club at any local Scrub-It-Up location. Sign up at scrubitup.biz. Tim Shea's shaking his head at me back there. I'm shaking my head, like, yes. You're probably just happy that I didn't end up playing your Scrub It Up song. I am. I am. <laughs> um, yeah. I can, I, I can sorry, pull that up. I, if, I, if I feel a little occupied, I mean, yes, I am. I'm cutting up the podcast, but I'm also part of this fantasy football draft, this keep this dynasty league. Okay. This is the second year I'm doing it. I inherited a team last year. So okay, good. That makes me feel a little better because yeah, so your team I did, sucks. Oh yeah. Well, I traded some things away, some players away. I traded Joe Burrow away. That might have excuse been, me. Be, yeah. That it just gives me a headache every time I think about it. I love seeing this picture of Bart Winkler and Gary Ellerson yeah. on the road. Look, did you see a shirt? I think it's hilarious that <laughs> Gary's wearing the legend Jackie Robinson, a forty-two shirt, and Bart is wearing. The legend is Ed Sheeran in <laughs> kickoff shirts. Let, let me tell you, he didn't buy you one of those, Tim. You missed out on that. I might have those to things go get are comfy yeah. as can be. So for a traveling shirt, I don't blame him at all. Me, Spark Guy, and Bart. That's awesome. The only people who took advantage of that sale, right? Because it was on yeah, sale. I think we're the only people in the world that own that shirt. <laughs> The three of us that own that NFL kickoff shirt. Thanks, Bart, for the T-shirt. I do appreciate it. It is one of the most comfy shirts I own. I saw this tweet uh, in the break, and I thought it was interesting. I want to hear your thoughts first because I answered this on Twitter, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts here, Tim. He says, sitting here listening to you, I, I definitely don't feel the same way in the Adams trade versus the Hater trade, both the best in the game. I have hopes for the pack, not so much for the crew, why do I, why don't I feel the same in both situations? So why does it feel different with the hater trade than the Adams trade? Because that's a great that's a great question. Actually. It took me a second because yeah. you know there's different they're different sports. So with football, you know, fifty three man roster, twenty two guys, you know, eleven each side of the ball, and it's more of a team sport and all those things. So you can look at it in that way. Aaron Rodgers. That's exactly what I went with, right? Aaron Rodgers. I didn't even see your reply. Did you really say that? Yeah, I like honestly Aaron did Rogers. not look. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. There's no Aaron Rodgers like player on the Milwaukee Brewers. No, it's not even close. There just isn't. And, you know, it's such a different sport because Corbin Burns is there, but does Corbin Burns give you enough faith that you think, oh, well, losing Josh Hader is not a big deal? No, it doesn't. You have all the faith in the world in Corbin Burns, but you don't have the faith that it just makes up for losing Josh Hader. Think about the other guys. I mean, it's just when you look at football, you compare it with baseball, Adams trade versus Hater trade. Probably could have got more for Adams. But even so, you traded Adams and you got a first and a second round pick, and those guys turned into what? Quay Walker and Christian Watson? 
I have more hope in Quay Walker and Christian Watson than I do Robert Gasser and Esturi Ruiz. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, that's why I feel like that Adams trade, like, yeah, it sucked, and you probably could have gotten more, but at the same point, you got something. I still feel like that hater trade, you got nothing. Taylor Rogers might be nice, but that kind of gets canceled out because if you only have him for half a season, we well, could have had hater for a half a season still. So like, you didn't get anything there. And you got two prospects. I think, you know, we talked with Rob Reichel a little bit earlier, and I think he brought up a good point. It's like they traded away Rashawn Gary at the trade deadline because the Packers are right around 500, and they trade away Rashawn Gary for a couple late round picks and a backup safety, is what he said. Well, that's essentially what the Brewers did, whereas the Packers at least got a first and a second for Devontae. So you felt like you got something. And I do think that Aaron Rodgers makes all the difference in this. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's the MVP. He'll he'll make any he will make any wide receiver look like an all pro. Oh, 100 percent I think he's gonna, you know, someone's gonna step up this year. And someone's gonna be made to be a lot better than they probably actually are, whether it's Dobbs, whether it's Lazard. I don't know who's gonna be. Aaron Rodgers is gonna make someone have a career year. Because he's going to get back to his fundamentals. He's going to spread the ball around because he's going to be forced to. And you're going to get to see Matt LaFleur's offense at its purest. This is what Matt LaFleur is going to want to run. And, I mean, that puts extra pressure on Matt LaFleur, too, to make sure he comes up with a good game plan each week. Aaron Rodgers could get someone rich real quick. Yeah, absolutely. These next two years. He absolutely could. And that's why I think it's interesting, too, with this. What's going to happen with Jordan Love? What is the plan with him? Because you know, we talked with, again, Rob Reichel a little bit earlier, and he mentioned that he's been having an incredible camp and talked about how well he's played and the fact that you know a team could look at him and think, yeah, maybe I'll take a shot on him. If you're the Packers, are you moving him at some point this year and after the preseason when he's had a chance to showcase himself? I don't know that you would because your aspirations are to win a Super Bowl and we've talked about this before, but you'd rather have something on your team that, of value than getting something that could be a value later but isn't necessarily going to help you right now. So with the Packers, in an ideal world, you never see Jordan Love this season or you see him in the same way you saw him last year in Week 18 because you've kind of wrapped up the division. But... You also need to just prepare yourself just in case, and you don't want to have something where Aaron Rodgers goes down and all hopes get shot, even though it seems like that is the case. If Aaron Rodgers were to go down, it does seem like your entire hopes of a Super Bowl would be shot. That's not necessarily the case, though, because we've talked about it before with this team that Jordan Love could step in and probably lead this team to around a 500 record. They could probably be a playoff football team with Jordan Love at quarterback. And if that's the case and he stays as your backup, which is what it seems like everything would be, it gives you a little bit of security that if anything were to happen to Aaron, your entire playoff hopes wouldn't be shot. You know, you look back at Nick Foles coming in for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was having an MVP-type season, and Nick Foles steps in and they go on a Super Bowl run. So those sort of things, having a backup might be more valuable in that case for the Packers, and in years past, maybe not so much because it was so dependent on Aaron Rodgers. You know, it used to be that if Aaron Rodgers were to go down, everything on offense went, and you didn't have a defense good enough to make up for any errors that the offense had. Now that's maybe not the case, that if something were to happen to Aaron, the offense should be solid enough, and depending more on the running backs anyways, that... Jordan Love should be able to step in and give you something, and then the defense should be able to make up for some of the shortcomings of the offense. So maybe you don't want to move Jordan Love because of the way that this Packers team this year is currently constructed. But then if you're not going to move him, when do you move him? After this season, you got to pick up his fifth-year option if you're going to keep him around in Green Bay for two more years after this one. So are you going to do that? Because that's around $19 million, and I don't see how that's going to work out for the Packers to keep $19 million on the books for a backup quarterback. Because, look, all this can change if Aaron decides to retire, but 
I don't see Aaron retiring unless they win a Super Bowl. I see him playing out the rest of his contract. Is that what you would think, Tim? What, what do you see with Aaron Rodgers? You see, you see him playing the next three seasons? Maybe. I mean, if he's playing at a high level and it sounds like he's having a little fun, right? I, th- I think if he wins a Super Bowl, he'll say, you know what, that's I, it. He's done. Yeah. But if he doesn't win a Super Bowl and they continue, if he continues playing well, I think he'd play out the rest of his contract to be done after three years. And so the, then the question becomes, who's the quarterback for the Packers then? Is it just going to be Jordan Love? Because that's a tough position to be for Jordan Love because that'd be a long time for him to sit and wait. He'd be only a year older than what Aaron Rodgers was when he finally got that starting job after Brett Favre went out of town. So a little similar there, but it'd be quite a while for Jordan Love to sit there, and he'd have to have a new contract. It wouldn't be something that he can continue to play on a rookie contract. Because by then, if he played the next three seasons, if Rodgers plays the next three, that'll be already after five years of Jordan Love being in the league. Which just sounds ridiculous to think about, doesn't it? That Jordan Love... I mean, there's a real possibility that he could start for the Packers. There's also a very real possibility that he never plays for the Packers as a starting quarterback week one as the guy. And I just don't know what the plan is, and I don't know what the best option is. Is your best option to just sit here and then eventually let him walk in free agency and get nothing? Maybe have him as a solid backup for your team for the next couple seasons and then say goodbye and hopefully you can get everything figured out next year or you know the year after that, whatever the case may be. Maybe. Is your best option to trade him this preseason and try and get something when he's looking solid? Maybe. I, I, I really don't know. what If you had to choose right now, Tim, what would you do? I'd probably trade him. That's kind of where I, I'm at. Right? I would. I don't think it happens. I, I just to go out on the record. I don't think it happens. I don't think there's any chance he's not a Green Bay Packer week one. But if it were me, I would have thought I would have traded him before the draft. Since you didn't trade him at the draft, now I would trade him after you get him through preseason and let him showcase his skills and give that's, someone else a chance to pick up that fifth year option if they want it. That's the thing. Uh, th- these training camp camp sessions are great and all, but I want to see him play in it with the number. I'm ones. excited to see what he's going to get, and I think he's going to get all the reps. And this year, hopefully, he doesn't get hurt in the preseason. You get to see him against the ones. You get to see him playing with the Packers top receivers. I, I still think Aaron Rodgers gets on a series. I'm, no. I'm still I'm going on the record. No. I just a series no. in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Sorry, in the preseason, just one, and then Jordan Love comes in. That's yeah. Bart's theory. <laughs> Just, just that's Bart's theory. I, if you're playing at Lambeau in the playoffs at home, <laughs> Ben Sharon Rogers. <laughs> thanks. Usually they committed by now, and they, you know Lafleur kind of gives his plan. Like Aaron Rodgers won't be playing in the. He's not in the preseason. He's not going to play a snap. I, I think he. He's not going to play a snap. Not going to play okay. a snap. All right. I also said the Brewers would trade Josh Hader. So. Well, did you say that you they trade him for Remember nothing two months ago? Well, no, I didn't. I said they're going to get a haul. Yeah, so if you're if that's so your I version was, of a haul, then no, oh god, no, I'd not hate to all. see a version, not, not at all. So then, if that's your version of a haul, and I, you said that Josh Hader is getting traded, then if Aaron Rodgers plays in the preseason, he'll probably get hurt. Uh, he's not. He's, don't curse him. Tim. I'm not. Jeez. Don't worry. Don't worry about. It. I I think <laughs> I think he plays a series in the first, maybe first. But second here's game. the question, though. I, I get where you're coming from, and I think a lot of Packer. Packers fans are probably divided on this, whether they want him to play, they don't want him to play. What does that really gain you? Just continuity with the receivers. I mean, you, you saw what happened last year, week one. But the other thing is they still won 13 football games last year. I know. I know, but I know there, there's, there's, a, little, a, little there's a little difference. Oh, and then here's the other question week one. with it. How much of that is just that they're playing the Vikings week one? It's, it's a lot. And here's my other you can't do this as a player. You cannot. And you can't do this as a coaching staff, but we can do it as fans. Would you be fine with a one and one start to the season? Sure. Okay, I mean, so they play the Bears week two. Yes. So they can start so. one and one in the division. If they were to lose to Minnesota week one and then come back and beat the Bears, well, I mean, you're still one and one in the that's, division. That's what we're all expecting. Yeah, absolutely. I'd expect them to well, I expect well, them to win both to be games. Two and oh. Yeah. But they can go up to I also think that last year they learned from what did they do and why did they get walloped in game one? Why did they get just destroyed by the Saints? As much as you want to say they need to play in the preseason, 
Aaron Rodgers in that offense also knows this is how we prepared for week one last year. That's not going to work. We're going to have to either up the preparation. We're either going to have to do this differently, whatever it is. I'm not exactly sure, but they're no, they're going to know exactly what happened last year and make some changes to it. Whether that means they play in the preseason or not, maybe some of the other guys will play. I don't see Rodgers playing a snap in preseason. I just don't. And I don't I I think that's the wise way to go. I don't think there's any reason to put him out there in any sort of danger. I'm putting him into some situations in those joint practices where I can throw on that red practice jersey and make sure that no one's hitting him. But if I throw him out there for a series and someone comes in there and hits him, no. I told Bart, why can't they just in the preseason games? Why can't they just put a red jersey? <laughs> that would be nice. It would what be nice. It? But that's what those joint practices are for, and that's why teams like doing those. So I don't think there's a chance. You want to you bet? What are we betting here? Wendy's? <laughs> I feel like that's the go-to. Yeah, I bet some Wendy's. He's not playing a snap in the preseason. All right, I'll bet you Wendy's. He'll play, he will play a series. He'll have a, he'll have a snap. You say no snap, I say a snap. How about this? <laughs> I say he doesn't play a snap in preseason. Okay. So you buy me Wendy's if he doesn't play, and I will buy you the amount of Wendy's I would say drives, but if he plays like three drives in a game and then plays the next game, I'm, for the amount of games he plays in the preseason. Okay. Or we can say halves. What I mean. We'll say we'll say games. Okay. So I could end up buying you up to three Wendy's. Most you have to do is one for me. He's probably. And I cannot wait to eat some Wendy's after you buy it for me. It's going to taste so probably sweet. Probably going to play one game, and I bet it's that middle game. So no, he's not going to get play all that. excited. He's not going to play. You'll get all excited after game he's one. He's not playing it. All that. right. He's not. He's not. All right, we're going to take a break from the Packers. Do want to get back into some Brewers discussion as we're getting into this final hour here. Yesterday on the Wendy's Big Show, we talked with Kurt Hogue from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Talked with him about the Milwaukee Brewers. Thought we had a good discussion. So we're going to hear from him. Started by asking him, after all of these trades and after everything that the Brewers did at the deadline, are they a better team today than they were just a couple of days ago? No. So then going off of that, why are they doing these moves? What's the what's the goal here? Is it to continue to look down the road, or are they trying to win a World Series this year? I'll, I'll actually re- rephrase a little bit. I think they aren't any worse, per se, especially if, if the the guys they got for Josh Hader end up working out. Um, and in the long term, they might be a little better off. But I don't think a lateral step was the one that you want to take when you're in first place. I mean, they, they kind of... I just I just don't feel like they got significantly better, if at all. So, um, it's 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 tough to to say how it's going to play out. The bullpen's deeper. Um, the offense probably could use another complement or or impact that, and they didn't get it. So, uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how all of that plays out because uh, emotions are running pretty high around uh, the Brewers sphere right now. Well, and real quick, I'll let Gary ask you a second here. Go ahead. Uh, can you make sense of this Trevor Rosenthal trade? What are they doing? Yeah, it's. I'll I'll explain it from <laughs> as as best as I can with making sense of it. They they went to his his uh, his workout basically his showcase. They liked what they saw. Reading between the lines a little bit, the Giants were willing to pay four point five million for the guy, and I think. The two of you and I both know that the Brewers probably were not going to pay $4.5 million yeah. to sign a couple months of a free agent who's, you know, hasn't been healthy. Um, so in trading for him, they are probably not going to be taking on all of that money. And so instead they gave up a, you know, kind of a, a, a quickly stock rising prospect in Tristan Peters, who had multiple hits in seven straight games. Uh, at Class A Wisconsin before getting promoted to Double A, which he never never appeared in Biloxi uh, because that was supposed to happen yesterday. But uh, that's that's I guess the explanation for it is why they gave up the prospects for you know a month of a prospect for a month of a guy is they didn't have to pay him. But uh, I don't quite understand why you know if you, if you really <laughs> like the guy just just pay him mm-hmm. and then you don't you know if you know you you can have that uh, a highly regarded prospect in your system i know he's not at the highest level of the system and who knows how he turns out it's just you know tristan peters we're talking about but it's uh it's 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 kind of confusing 
Well, Kurt, you sound a lot like us. Everything is confusing <laughs> right now. I mean, you you go get rid of Josh Hader, and, and I feel like you didn't get, in my opinion, in the return that you need from a guy that's the best closer in baseball. I, I thought he should have got more. And then the Padres turn around and go and give their best prospects uh, to the Nationals, and I felt like they got better uh, overall than they did. I think they leapfrogged the, the, the Brewers. And then... I look at the Brewers. I, I saw Devin Williams and all these guys in the clubhouse, and these guys looks like they need to go see a, a psychiatrist or something because they're just <laughs> upset with the Devin Williams. I mean, I'm sorry with the uh, with the Josh Hader deal. Yeah, the one thing you really hope doesn't happen if you're the Brewers is, and here's the thing I think about the Hader the Hader deal. Like from a a franchise building and their organizational philosophy perspective, it, it makes it makes some sense. But the thing that you might have to worry about is the ramifications, you know, within the clubhouse. And I think the Brewers will be fine. Uh, they tend to have a, you know, a pretty, a, a pretty healthy clubhouse environment. Um, but it, it, it does not send a great message to the players when you Doesn't. trade the three-time reliever of the year. And, uh, and I think some of it is just emotions running high uh, in, in the immediate aftermath. You know, once things settle down, it'll probably be fine but uh but there's a possibility i mean that that some of that does linger and 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 the brewers can you know they they will they can and they will explain to you their philosophy you know the bites at the apple thing they want as many cracks at the playoffs as they can and that's not a that's not a bad or wrong philosophy at all especially in baseball where which where the playoffs you know they're quite random but uh I also doesn't don't think that means you can't take like a a, a bigger bite of the apple, right? You go get some more guys, and and instead of just you know worrying about the quantity of bites, the uh, the, the, the the amount of size of the bite is also important too. Can you make some sense to us why they wouldn't go get a bat? I, I'm sure they were in on some guys of that they were trying to acquire. I, I don't doubt that. But the fact that you come away with some relievers and, you know, that's great. You added some depth to the bullpen. That's awesome. But in turn, you lose Josh Hader, and then you don't even add a bat to this offense. Can you make some sense of that? Uh, they didn't find the right price. Seems to be the over overriding explanation or reason, and you kind of pair that with you look at the offense, and it's a fairly balanced group. Um, not a, I, 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 there was a lot of flack uh, I was seeing on Twitter on, around you know with fans on Twitter yesterday about uh, you know them not saying they don't have any glaring holes, but the re- reality is there's not a, really any glaring holes. They have like at least average production from pretty much every position uh, on on their position player group. But uh, so you, yeah, you combine that and the fact that I think some of the prices were higher than they were wanting. Uh, is the reason they didn't come away with it. I, I still think they they needed to at least add a complimentary piece or an impact that, like a J.D. Martinez or someone like that that was out there. Um, we don't know the inner workings of how you know what the negotiations were, so it's tough to to read too much into that. And uh, you know, it, it also is like how much how much of an upgrade if we if we upgrade how much of an upgrade is it over say Luis Urias, or how much of an upgrade is Michael A. Taylor over Tyrone Taylor in center field? You know, it's so it's it's a it's a bit more complicated, I think, than meets the eye. But it's still, again, a little bit head scratching that they didn't get a single bat. And, right, and so as we're looking at that, are are they saying that maybe they're good with the hitting? Um, I think they would. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I think they're <laughs> good sorry. with where they're with where they're at. I, I do think there's a bit of a disconnect. Like the numbers say, the offense is pretty good, and it's hard to disagree with you know the seventh best OPS in the league, and I think they're top eight or nine in runs per game as well. Like that is a factual thing that has happened. But I, I do think there's a little bit of just, just 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 some some level of thump, or maybe like another guy who can hit left-handed pitching, who they've really struggled with this year. Um, that really could have rounded out the the lineup a little a little bit better, but it is interesting. Like the offense has outperformed the pitching and the defense this year, uh, and but it, that was the focus of the deadline. Is like they got to add offense, they got to add offense. So it's it's 
it's an interesting situation. Talking with Kurt Hogue from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel here on the Wendy's Big Show. I know that David Stearns would never come out and say it, but is part of the reason that they maybe didn't make that all-in move or be a little more aggressive in moves because they don't actually believe that this is a team that's going to win a World Series? I think it's because they think it's a team that, by the virtue of being in the playoffs, can win the World Series. Like that's, And they want to have a team that can you know, make the playoffs again next year and the year after. And uh, they're very high on their position player, like their position players in the in the minors right now, uh, and, ho- and they hope they can build this thing out year after year. Um, I, it, I, I this is what I've been saying though: the optics of the deadline are probably worse than the actual moves or la- lack of moves were. But uh, but the optics do matter to a degree, right? Especially when like you have hundreds of thousands or millions or whatever fans uh, and. Those are the people paying for your product. So it's like it's there's a, there's a little bit of this and a little bit of that to to kind of the whole thing. No, there. I mean, there really is, and I, and I think you when you start talking about the paying fans, that listen, uh, David Stearns. I mean, I I don't know how you can really. I mean, the, the guy has been unbelievable here with what he's been able to do. I mean, he's recreated his team almost every three to four years, different players. So I don't know how you can fault him for anything. But I think what is happening right now, dare I say that Brewer fans are starting to get a little restless at making the playoffs, you know, the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. And now they're they're itching to see, I don't even know if they're itching to see a World Series win, but I think they're itching to see this Brewers team get to the big show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, last year was kind of a, a reality check in a lot of ways where it was, you know, it, it felt like many people really did expect, I don't want to say assume, but it was, you know, some presumption that they would just beat the Braves. They were the better yes. team uh, yes. during the regular season. Yes. And they, they bowed out, you know, there, there was a, I don't want to say without a fight, but it was, it was not a super inspiring series it wasn't. from a Brewers perspective. Now, of course, the caveat there, it's a four game sample size. It's baseball. Anything can happen. But I, I think when we well, have a team who's, Intent is clearly to just get to the playoffs um, and then hopefully get hot and ride, you know, your three aces and hope the bats catch fire. Uh, it, it's not a sentiment that's going to sit very well with a lot of people after what happened last year. And then 2020, they didn't win a playoff game. And 2019, they lost in the wild card. So uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of an interesting turn of events in Brewers franchise history where it's gone from you know, maybe not just getting to the playoffs anymore, but wanting to do something when you're there. But again, you know, if you're there, you got a chance to do it in baseball more than any other sport. Final question here, talking with Kurt Hogue from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel here on the Wendy's Big Show. Freddie Peralta slated to take the mound tonight for the crew. What can we expect to see out of Freddie tonight? Well, it's interesting because he's he's made it back quicker than I think a lot of people expected. Only made two rehab starts in the minor leagues. So the, uh, the pitch count, the Brewers wouldn't come out and exactly say what it was, but he threw about 50 pitches in the last start. I expect, you know, maybe 60, 70 or, or so uh, today. So the, the stuff he said was looking and feeling really good in that last, uh, that last rehab start with AAA Nashville. So I, more, than, more than anything, that might be a, an injection of life that, you know, that, that, the, Brewer, that the Brewers will, I don't want to say necessarily need, but they could use. Uh, after the deadline, getting, getting you know, an all-star pitcher, one of the better starting pitchers in the league back. Uh, they've sorely missed him and his ability to, you know, put up a six-inning no-run start with a with high probability that it's going to happen any time out. There you heard from Kurt Hogue. We talked to him yesterday on the Wendy's Big Show. Good to hear from him. Freddie Peralta was solid yesterday, so it was good to see him back out on the mound. But overall, for the crew, I mean... Is there anything else good happening with the Brewers right now? I don't. My mom always told me if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 12.50 a.m. The Fan is the Bart Winkler Show. Toby Altizer in for Bart Winkler today alongside Tim Shea here in the Lakeland University studios. Reason Bart's not here, him and Gary are headed to Canton, Ohio to celebrate Leroy Butler going in to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Leroy has officially received his gold jacket, the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2022. It's going to be enshrined this Saturday, August 6th. The Wendy's Big Show is going to be broadcasting from Canton, Ohio tomorrow with former Badgers and Packers running back Gary Ellerson and Bart Winkler. Also, make sure you tune in to the Road to Canton show Saturday, August 6th from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. here on 1250 a.m. The Fan with Bart Winkler. He'll be in Canton to celebrate Leroy's career and his story being forever immortalized at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The Road to Canton this Friday and Saturday on 1250 a.m. The Fan brought to you by Pick and Save, Current Electric, and Schneider National. So make sure you check that out. Not sure if we'll get them calling in here anytime soon. Thought maybe we might get a check-in from them and see how things are going as they got on the road. But make sure you check it out tomorrow, Wendy's Big Show, live from Canton, Ohio. And then Saturday morning as Bart takes you up until Leroy's enshrinement, basically, right there in Canton with you guys here on 1250 AM. The Fan or anywhere on the Odyssey app, make sure you never miss a moment from the Bart Winkler Morning Show ever again. Download the free Odyssey app. And check out the Bart Winkler Show whenever and wherever works best for you. So yesterday, talking with Timmy, like, what are we going to talk about? He sent me over this sheet that we got from our friends over at BetQL. They did a simulation of the NFL season 10,000 times. These were their results. So we're going to go through some of them, talk through any surprises or anything that we saw here in this BetQL model. So first, let's go through the division winners and just look at some of them. They predict Dallas is going to win the NFC East. I don't think that's surprising at all. I think pretty standard there. Green Bay Packers winning the North, pretty standard. Buccaneers winning the NFC South. The 49ers winning the NFC West. We'll get back to that in a second. That's a little surprising to me. Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East. They have tied at 10 wins apiece. The Bengals, Browns. I'm not sold that the Browns are going to win 10 games. The Colts will win the AFC South. And the Kansas City Chiefs winning the AFC West. That one's an interesting one because that's not where I'm at either. So, just going back through here. NFC East, any surprise there, Tim, that you got the Cowboys? I don't think so, right? No, I'm not surprised. Um, So, this would be the first... Repeat winner then since it would. 2004? It would, and they give them about a 53% chance the to NFC, win the division. You're the NFC East guy. You're, you I mean, agree? W- they're the best team in the division. Yeah, okay. Is anyone going to challenge them? Philly? The Giants? It'd be Philadelphia, and then probably Washington. The Commanders? And then the Giants. Okay. Because, let me tell you, the Giants are terrible. They are awful. So, yeah, no Giants, but maybe the Commanders or Eagles can surprise. I don't know. I think we're good with that. We'll come back to the NFC North. We'll get to that in a little bit. NFC South, Buccaneers. I don't think there's any surprise there. They give them about an 85% chance to win the division. Saints, eh, Falcons, not great. Panthers, not great. Although, they only have them winning five games. I would take more than that. The Panthers with Baker Mayfield, I think it wins seven or eight games. Why not? Niners winning the NFC West. 41% 41% chance that happens. They have them with 10 wins. They have the Rams with nine and a half wins. And then they have the Cardinals with nine. I would think the Rams still win this division. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a Super Bowl hangover with them. Trey Lance I mean, is going to come they, in and immediately lead them to winning the NFC West? No. No. I don't think so either. And so, the Rams got a little better with the, at least wide receiver. Yeah, bringing in Allen so. Robinson. Yeah, I can't get on board with this. I'm not a fan of... I I like the Niners and their team, but I don't think that 
Trey Lance is going to come in right away and make that much of an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy has been solid for them. He's taken them to where they've wanted to go the last couple of years. So I don't know what more Trey Lance is going to give them. I would think that in terms of skill level and talent, running around and all the things that he can do, yeah, he gives you more than Jimmy G. But is his decision-making and all that going to be on par with what Jimmy G gave you? I don't know. I am not sure. So I'm, I'm going to disagree with that one. I'll take the Rams and the NFC West. Going out to the AFC. Buffalo Bills, again, they have them 11 and a half wins. I don't think any surprise there, right? Bills, AFC, nope. they'll probably yeah. be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Then AFC North. Cincinnati and Cleveland tied at 10 games apiece. And Baltimore, nine and a half. I actually think the Ravens win this division this year. I think that you get Lamar Jackson back, you give him a full season, he's healthy. Why not? Lamar Jackson's won an MVP, and I think we're just anointing Joe Burrow because he went on a magical run last year in the playoffs. I mean, Joe Burrow's great. There's no denying that. But I don't think he's on the same level as, like, the Herberts and some of the guys that you're trying to put him on the same level as Josh Allen. Maybe you can put him right there with Justin Herbert. But Lamar Jackson, if everything works out for him, and everything gets going, he's able to stay healthy, and that team is able to put the things around him they need to, and Rashad Bateman, I think, is that piece for him, then why can't the Ravens go on a run again? They were hurt last year, and they struggled. Give me the Ravens to win that division. Would you take the Ravens? Are you going with Bengals or Browns? Bengals, but close. I I, with I like who? the Ravens. Okay, with the, the Ravens, Ravens yeah. right. I'm surprised that they have the Browns here. Maybe this is before they did the Deshaun Watson suspension. How long do you think Deshaun Watson ends up getting suspended when all this is over? I don't know because this is weird. So they're they're fighting the NFL's appealing this to themselves, right? No, so I mean, there's like an independent person. Okay, so Goodell does it. Goodell will. So Goodell's a person. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what it's. How that works. Like but another I, judge, kind of? I'm not exactly sure okay. how that works, but I know I think it stays at six. I don't know. I don't I'd like it to be longer. I think everyone would. I'd like it to be the full season. But I I have no idea, honestly. I can't put a grasp on it. If it's only six games, then yeah, the Browns could be right there competing for the division. But I see it being more than six games, probably in the end. I would think at least maybe up to ten games. So I'm going to say that there's no way that they're getting to that win total there of 10 games for the Browns. Going out to the AFC South. The number one seed in the AFC last year, the Tennessee Titans, are not predicted to win their division. Eight and a half games for them. Yet the Colts projected at 11. How much of an upgrade? I know this sounds crazy because people just hate Carson Wentz for whatever reason. How much of an upgrade is Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz? Listen, he's got an offensive line. But how much of an upgrade is it? I I think a little bit. A little bit. Do we need to look up Carson Wentz's stats last year? I think he went 27 touchdowns, 7 picks. Look, there's no denying that at times Carson Wentz looks like the worst quarterback in the NFL. And he looked like that in Week 18. And so they kind of overreacted, in my opinion, Chris Ballard and Jim Ursay and said, oh, we got to get this guy out of here. I can't take it anymore. And... Jim Ursay continues to parade around of how much he hates Carson Wentz throughout the offseason. But I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be. And to think that you get Matt Ryan in there and it's just going to make all the difference in the world, I mean, it still runs through Jonathan Taylor, no doubt. They're still just going to run the ball a lot with him. But I think that we're giving Matt Ryan too much credit here. I like Matt Ryan, but... This isn't the Matt Ryan that won MVP and took the Falcons to the Super Bowl. This is a Matt Ryan that has struggled over the last couple of seasons. I don't think they win this division. Or maybe they do with just, but not 11 wins? I think they do. Maybe 10. How how good is Derrick Henry going to be when he comes back? You think he's just back to his full self? I think, mm. he, I think he probably will be. But yeah. I think he's only got maybe what? One more season? Two more seasons? Two at that at sort best. of level? Two at best. So I... I'd still stick with the Titans out there. How good do you think the Jaguars are going to be this year? Six and a half wins, what they project them. Under. Really? Under six and a half? I think they could be over. I'd go four to five. I'm interested to see. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to take that next step. Get Urban Meyer out of there and a full season away from Urban Meyer now. 
I think you got a chance to win more games than that. I'll take the over on that, six and a half. All right, going out to probably the most intriguing division in all of football, the AFC West. So they have the Kansas City Chiefs winning 11 games, winning the division, 46% chance of winning the division. Then you have the Chargers at 10 and a half games, and then the Broncos at 10 and the Raiders at 8. So if you had to power rank the AFC West right now, which how would you go? Chargers. Really, Chargers at the I top. Love, I love the Chargers. I think this is the year they, they break through. Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. I'm, I love the Chargers this year. I'm not as sold on them. I want to see a little more out of them before I just get on board with it. I think Herbert's going to get real close to an MVP. You really think so? Yep. Maybe he does. Let's see. For mine, I'd have to go with at number one. Broncos country, let's ride. Oh. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Number one in that division. Give me the Denver Broncos, baby. Give me the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson's going to go over there. That offense is going to be fun. I think that defense is a little bit underrated. I think they're going to be good. They got a lot of weapons. Jerry Judy's going to take a big step forward. You're going to have Cortland Sutton. Hopefully, KJ Hamler can stay healthy. And then you got Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. I don't know. I'd go probably Broncos. Then we'll go Chiefs. Then we'll go Chargers. Then we'll go Raiders. That's what we'll go with. All right, we'll take a quick break from this. We can get back to this in just a second. But calling us and joining us now from the road, Gary Ellerson and. Bart Winkler. What's going on, guys? I got to go pee. Yeah, <laughs> me too. How's the road trip been so far? We almost forgot to call you because we've just been engaged in really a, a, a twisting and turning conversation, almost almost like the Rogers podcast. We've been talking about life and feelings and emotions and it's really, been, it's really been a spectacle to behold. <laughs> Somehow I don't believe that you've been diving deep into your spiritual selves and talking about when you went to South America and drank some drug infe- tea that makes you trip on stuff. I don't feel like that's going on. No, I, I did that. I did that. It was just in cut of hay. <laughs> See, Tim and I were considering going on this ayahuasca journey tomorrow on the show. Should we do that? I don't think Tim's ever taken a drug in his life. Guy won't even take aspirin. Tim who? Tim Shea. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Wow. I was talking about Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, no. Allen Tim Allen's a whole different drug. That's a whole different deal. I'll have to tell you off air what I've done. Oh, what? What? Did you, well, I, did you I, walk I, like I, someone smoking weed once, Shea? So how- I will tell you this. So far, uh, Toby, uh, I have only insulted uh, Bart once. Oh, what was that? Driving. Well, and what was that? Well, or- it's, it's, it's all how you perceive it. And I just repeat what, what Bart says. And I have to learn that I really can't repeat what he says. But I just repeated it. And he thought I was going at him again. <laughs> Well, wow, that's weird. And, and Gary the, did scold me when I couldn't figure out the iPad, so that was fun. <laughs> and the beauty of this whole thing, too, is uh, you've only got, what, another six hours? <laughs> that's the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah. So what's the I was pl- supposed to fly, but Gary wanted to drive, so I said, all right, I'll drive. <laughs> so, so what's the plan for you guys once you get down there? You going to the game tonight? Yeah. That should be a fun yeah, game. we're going to scout. Announced tonight? Yeah, they should be on the half side or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a fun time. Sounds like a fun road trip. Yeah, it's gonna be be a fun road trip. Well, you keep us. It was real fun last night. It was real fun last night when I dropped. Got too fat. (laughs) See, I'm not going there. (laughs) See how he sets you up? (laughs) You're not fat, Bart. (laughs) <laughs> You're just big bone. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yeah. man, got to love it. Got to love it. Well, I, I still think that we missed an opportunity to put we'll a hidden far. camera in the car and keep up on you guys. I do appreciate, Bart, too, that you're wearing the most comfy shirt ever created. Well, I'm wearing my Ed Sheeran shirt uh, for the NFL since we're going to go to the NFL. I love it. And Gary's... Uh, uh, hold on. I got to tell you, we're going to exit on 68. 68? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what this is telling us to do. I feel like I feel like for the big show today, we should just take a break from all this and just listen to Bart try and give directions to Gary. Well, they're going to make us get off a ramp and then get back on through a city street, which then gives us back on the highway. Yeah, I don't understand. Because <laughs> it must have been closed. Gotta love it. Well, guys, you have Maybe a safe. You got. You guys have a safe trip. We'll keep up Bart. with you guys, and uh, we'll make sure we listen in tomorrow. Okay, Bart. All right, yeah, talk to y'all. <laughs> okay. right, talk to y'all later. There you heard right, from bye. Gary Ellerson and Bart Winkler as they're out on the road. You heard Bart there at the end. Yeah, we're lost. <laughs> I think we missed an opportunity there, Tim. We could have put a little camera in there. Uh, we, I should have gotten here early when they got here and gone. And to snuck the a back, camera in there. Camera in the back. There. Oh man, that would have been great. That would have been great. That would have been fun. But make sure you check them out tomorrow. They're headed down to Canton, obviously, for Leroy's Enshrinement. Again, the road to Canton is brought to you by Pick and Save, Kern Electric, and Schneider National. They're going to be down there for tomorrow's Wendy's Big Show, Gary and Bart, and then the Road to Canton Show Saturday, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. here on 1250 AM The Fan. Bart Winkler is going to be talking with you guys, celebrating Leroy's career and his story forever being immortalized up there, or I guess down there, in Canton, Ohio, in the Hall of Fame. And it's kind of cool seeing some of the guys that are there for the Hall of Fame game already. And Devontae Adams saw a funny Instagram story from him talking about Hunter Renfro ordering an Uber for them, and you got four NFL players squeezing in this small Uber, and it's Devontae, Mac Hollins, and Derek Carr squeezing in the back seat of what looks like some small car. Some I don't know. Great times, great times. Continue talking about this as we wrap up the show today. So you really think that Justin Herbert's going to have an MVP-like season? You think yeah. the Chargers take that next step? Yep. So are you buying into their defense just being elite? Just uh, Yeah, they're going to be better. Herbert's Bring in Khalil be Mack, yep. JC Jackson. I don't know. I, just, I, I I believe. I think this is the year. Finally, someone takes down Kansas City. I mean, I, it came. They came really close last year. I feel like the Chargers are that sexy team that everyone loves. That everyone's going to be disappointed by. It, wasn't that last year? Yeah, a little bit. But I felt like that's been so, the Bills for the last couple of years. And I think the Bills actually get over the hump. And I think now it's the Chargers. I think everyone's bought in with Herbert and that team and thinks, oh well, yeah, they'll take that next step. And I. I think they need another year or two. I think the sexy pick is uh, Boston. Um, Denver. Really? Yes. You think that's the – no. Yep. I think everyone's high on – So you think I'm – oh, in, in Denver? Everyone's yep. high in Denver? Everyone's high on Russell, <laughs> Russell Wilson. Everyone is high in Denver. Yeah, hey, a mile high, man. But Nothing wrong with it. I, I, think, I think we're overhyping Denver. No. My opinion, even though I did pick only third. You know, If I'm, oh, so, I'm going to say that – Hey, you're entitled be, to your own wrong last, opinion. That's but, fine. I could be wrong, you know. Yeah, you will be. Wow. <laughs> Want a bat? <laughs> well, not really, because I'm a little more confident in the Rodgers thing than I am the Broncos thing. All right, let's look back at the NFC North. So the Green Bay Packers projected to win the division, obviously. 11 games, 70% chance they win the division. Nine games for the Vikings, seven games for the Bears, and only six and a half for the Lions. If you had to guess right now the win totals for each team in the NFC North, what are you going at? So I said Packers, 12, 13. Yeah, I would say 12 or 13 for the Packers. Um, Vikings, Vikings I, I'd sit 10, 10 or, 11. or 11. Yeah. Detroit, 6 or 7. Yeah. And the Bears, Bart thinks they're only going to win two to three games. I think three or four. Uh, yeah, I was going to say four or five. Really? So. Yeah, I... They, that Bears team is going to be atrocious, yeah. dude. They're going to be so bad, and it's going to be so fun to watch them just get destroyed <laughs> every week. 
the funny thing is, like, we make fun of their receiving core. They might have a better receiving core than the Packers. Mm. <laughs> They've at least got one dude, they're right? One, they're, yeah. Darnell Mooney's Mooney a stud. Is, is absolutely. I love him. On and then the Packers, rest of their receiving core, it's yeah, like, who? It's awful. They traded a pick for Akil Harry. <laughs> we know the Bears are bad. Their wide receivers are bad. There are questions with the Packers. Yeah, with a couple rookies for sure. and for sure. Sammy Watkins. So it could they could trend bad. They could. How you know, bi- how big of a step do you think Justin Fields takes from year one to year two? I think he takes a step back. Really? Yeah, he's with the wrong team. They great the, player, wrong team. They've put him in a terrible spot. Mm-hmm. How do you draft a quarterback and somehow decide to tank after you draft him, and somehow decide like, hey, let's put him in the worst position possible so he doesn't look good. I like Justin Fields. I really thought that he could be right there with Trevor Lawrence coming out as, you know, the two best quarterbacks and being pretty close to each other. I don't know about that now. Do you think the Vikings pose a real threat to the Packers this year? A I know, little. I know Bart's scared a of them. Little, I am too. That a little first bit. game scares me. It could go a long way, and you know how they love to overreact when they win when they beat the Packers. Like this is their Super Bowl, and they get it Week One. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an exciting and when, one. When do we play them the second time? I think right? it's At the end of late. the year? Yeah, I think it's quite late in the year. Hold on, let me open the door real quick. I got the schedule. Yeah, open the door real quick. When do they play them again? Is it like week 17? January 1st. Long time. Wow, that's crazy. Is there a longer gap between games? I don't think it's even possible to have a longer gap between games. Week 1, opening in Minnesota. And then week 16. 16? Wow. Right? That's it's wild. 17 weeks now. Yeah. Week no, 16. it's 18 weeks. 18? Then yeah. week 17. Week 17? Jeez. 16 weeks in between games? Well, hopefully they can beat them both times. They've split with them the last couple of years, so hopefully they can beat them. That's going to do it for the Bart Winkler Show today. Make sure you keep it tuned here for the Wendy's Big Show that comes up next with guest host Toby Altizer next here on 1250 AM. The Fan. <laughs> We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.